0: Friends, welcome to the Unlikely Mentors Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Mitzi. And each week we'll share tidbits of wisdom we've learned through life and through our rather unusual friendship. Welcome to episode number 22. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode because we get to sit down with Dr. Mitzi Kalen. Hey, Dr. Kalen. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And so today we're going to talk more about introverts and extroverts, which we started last week. Mits, um, you and I sat down and talked about kind of uh, where we're at with all of that. And so Mitzi, you are the connection to Dr. Kalen. Can you actually yeah. introduce her a little bit for us? Yeah,
1: I hooked you up. I would be very proud to do that. First of all, we're going to refer to Dr. Mitzi Kalen today as Dr. Kalin, That's right. so that we don't get confused. But I just need to say this: Dr. Kalen and I are part of three generations of Mitzi's now. So there's me; I'm the original, That's right. and then there's Dr. Mitzi Kalen. and then we have a new baby granddaughter named Baby Mitzi. Well, we call her Mitzi. Oh my gosh! She's the baby, and. It's so okay. We're not very original. I will admit that, but I just think that with every iteration of the Mitzi, they just keep getting better and better. So we are just really thrilled to have the middle Mitzi on here.
0: Well, I like you both a lot and because Mitzi, sometimes your family refers, you're the big Mitzi and then Dr. Kalen is the little Mitzi. Is that right? And now we have baby Mitzi. I
1: know. Oh, it's so cute. Just to keep it straight. I just love it. Okay. So I'm going to just give you some facts about Dr. Kalen. And then we're gonna ask her to give us something more interesting. So anyway, Dr. Kalen attended our local high school here, Saint Joe High School. I I don't know, is it professional to throw in that she was homecoming queen? Just so you know she was oh, really nice. Way. Hey girl. Oh, yeah, I know.
2: I won. In the presence of royalty. <laughs> it's really my best accomplishment. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, so far. I <laughs> uh, hope you didn't peek too early. that <laughs> um, she didn't, because she then graduated from U of M Go Blue. After she graduated from U of M, she went to the Chicago School of Psychology and earned her doctorate in clinical psychology. And then af- after that, for a few years, you worked uh, in several different at several different agencies and, and practices. But then, in 2013, you opened your own practice. Um, that practice is now called Thrive Psychology, and it's downtown St. Joe. It's a beautiful office. And Mitzi, are there like ten? different therapists that you have there?
2: There are, yes. And that's my favorite thing about having a private practice is um, it's not lonely. I mean, now we have COVID, so we're mostly telehealth, but certainly we still are able to see some people in the office, which is really nice and fun to go there still. But we still get to have staff meetings and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much fun to listen to other people's ideas and how they see the world and how they feel people should be healed. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, I just love being around people who I feel like are always smarter than me. So
0: (laughs) well, your practice is well sought after. So so many people who would love to go to your practice. So you're doing a great job there.
2: Thanks. That's so nice. You guys are nice.
1: And Mitzi, you, your therapist are, you have art therapy and can you just tell us the different types of therapists that work with you?
2: Yeah. So we do have an art therapist. Her name is Holly. She's fantastic. We have a couple therapists who really specialize with, with children and their families. And we have therapists who specialize in marriage um, and how that affects the family. We have someone who specializes in addiction and how to heal through that. And then we have people who, like me, who are a little more generalist, meaning we often handle people people's stressors and mood disorders. Mm-hmm. So I know that does sound very specific now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> But most people at some point in their life will struggle with mood dysregulation, even if it doesn't meet the criteria for an actual mood disorder, which creates so much stress in people's lives and families. And so I always feel honored to walk with people through that.
1: Okay, good. Thanks. So that's kind of the facts. Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal life, don't get too deep in the woods with it, but we just uh, like, do you have any kids? Do you have a boyfriend or a husband? Things like that.
2: Oh, all of those things. So <laughs> I have a husband, his name is Mike. He works for Kalen Construction. So he Ooh. does a lot of road construction and a quick funny story about that. Something popped up on my Facebook memories from last year where he got called back into the office real quick and then he sent me a picture of him back at the office and it was him in like those fly fishing coveralls oh, um, on I-94 up to his waist in water in what looked like a swirling giant toilet.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a proud day for him then.
2: That was a proud day. That was a proud day. So he does stuff like that um, and and really loves it. So I have him and then we have three kids. We have Abby. She is... Uh, going into 10th grade, we have Harry, who set me up with this microphone, um, and is <laughs> very techno- technologically savvy. <laughs> He's 13, going into 8th grade. And then Charlie is the baby. He is um, 10 years old and going into 5th grade. And I'm hoping they don't barrel through these doors, wrestling and yelling at
0: each other. But if so, we'll like, start we'll off with, with it. No, oh, we'll just say hi. Just welcome. <laughs> Everyone's welcome on the podcast. <laughs>
1: i love it thank you hobbies anything else that we should know about you
0: well i let's see
2: we have three dogs and oh you guys love your dogs yeah we love the dogs and my hobby my main hobby is super healthy it's watching tv oh and
0: i think that's actually like passed down from aunt mitzi to you because she talks about netflix a lot i'm
2: a
1: netflixer just
0: saying
2: Okay, good. So you're really normalizing it. And my Aunt Mary Jane has once told me to please stop talking about TV characters like they're my
0: friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, that's a that's a very valid hobby. I'll take that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I am, I'm always excited for guests on the show and today is no exception. I actually had your daughter, Abby, in my honors biology class last year. Gosh, she is a doll and I've seen you from a distance and admired who you are and how you help people. Obviously, I know your connection to Mitzi. And so this whole discussion between Mitzi and I started because I used the word shy in in a podcast episode instead of the word introvert. So I was talking about someone who might not want to go out or might not have the energy to go out and... So I use those. um, And I'm kind of meant that they were the same thing. And Mitzi quickly interrupted me and very nicely though. Oh, it was very kind. And we realized that like, there is a difference and we should talk about this. So could you, in your, you know, professional knowledge, what is the difference between being shy and being an introvert? Okay. So I found some amazing information
2: about this. And it's funny that you bring up my daughter because I, this has actually been a huge conversation with us because, you know, she's in 10th grade and she's at that age where she wants so badly to be social, Mm -hmm. but runs into all these barriers. So we have kind of been working through this and I think you're her favorite teacher, by the way. And you oh, must have had something, some house remodeling going on because every time we would drive down past your house, she would say, oh, I see that they must be at this stage. Or I see that they, so she was really tracking your remodel. <laughs> I love
0: that. I love that.
2: That's so funny. Mm-hmm. So here's what, I, here's what I found. And I want to read this just as it is. And then I have more stuff we can talk about. But sh- the words that this, therapist used were so perfect and clear and succinct, and I obviously am not that way. So her name is Arlen Kunzick, and she is an expert in social anxiety. So her name is spelled last name C-U-N-C-I-C in case anyone wants to look her up because she's doing some great work. She says shyness and introversion are commonly mistaken as being the same thing. Shyness involves fear of negative evaluation and is a milder form of social anxiety. Whereas introversion refers to a tendency toward becoming overstimulated and the need to be alone or gain energy. The opposite of shyness is being outgoing, while the opposite of introversion is extroversion. Okay. Isn't that like mind blowing, but like so common sense at the same time?
1: So the shyness. And the extrovert or the shyness and being outgoing are on a continuum, or yes. are on kind of opposite sides. I didn't know that.
0: And there's like some fear involved with shyness. Yeah, like, like fear of being judged. Is that what it was? Fear of being yes. judged. So, mm-hmm. as opposed to introversion, is just like how you gain energy.
2: Yes. Yeah, so there's an energy theory of extroverts and introverts and if you think about it so i'm going to give you two different ways to think about it cuz i think they're both really good the first one is do you have a plug in or are you solar powered and so what that question means is how do you recharge so mm-hmm. if you're if you're a plug in when your battery is running low you have to go into the cupboard and plug yourself in and it's quiet and kind of dark and low stimulation, but you need to, you're connected to that. You need to continue continue to go back there in order to keep up your energy level. Mm -hmm. If you're solar powered, that means you're out in the world, out in the sunshine. You have to be around other people doing something. You need more stimulation. So, I I love that example. And another illustration to go along with that is if you think of a kind of a timeline and in the middle, the very center of that line is balance. And that balance of energy, it's an energy balance. That's where we're all trying to get to because that balance is where everybody on earth is comfortable. This is obviously theoretical, but that everybody's comfortable and everyone's chasing that space. Well, extroverts have less energy, less brain firing, less activity happening in all the energy centers of their brain, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then introverts have a lot going on, a lot of firing internally, a lot of internal noise, a lot of thoughts. So, so what you see is extroverts, they need outside stimulation to get towards that center balance space. And introverts are already so internally stimulated that they need less
0: stimulation to reach that space. Oh, interesting. Okay, this might be way off, but so is an, is an extro, extrovert more likely to like act without thinking first because the introvert has already like thought about all the options and gone through all that? Or is that sort of different? I haven't read any studies on that, but that
2: makes complete sense because the introvert by definition, has more alone time, more listening time mm-hmm. than the extrovert does. Interesting. So that's a wow. I really like that. I'll have to do some research, look <laughs> we'll into
0: it, and see if I'm right or wrong. But <laughs> I will
1: do that. <laughs> Interesting. So further, uh, Kelsey and I talked um, actually on the podcast and on a run. Uh, we were wondering if you can change from being an introvert to becoming an extrovert. Is it fluid at all? It, it, and I will say that Kelsey said that she feels like she's a little bit more introverted now than when she was in her 20s. And she was saying, well, is it just energy level and I have kids and I can't be with people all the time? Or So can that change over the years? I, I would say yes to all of that. Now,
2: there's And it's yes, because of a few factors. Biologically, you're wired a certain way. So if you're wired as an introvert, you're always going to have that tendency um, because we usually don't change the way we're wired. But external stimulation and external issues and happenings and, and circumstances all affect that. So here's an interesting occurrence. When I have seen married couples in therapy... They'll come in and they'll say, you know, we a couple years ago just started having kids and everything has changed. And of course, they'll blame each other. You've changed. And of course, people should change. So I don't know why that's a that's a big um, blame. But one of the things I see is that when I'm not saying that you did this, Kelsey, at all, but when people are in their 20s, early 20s, especially in college and right after college, what you see is they have a lot of energy because they don't have a lot of external obligations that are diversified. They might work really hard and a lot at school. They might work really hard and a lot at a job, but you don't necessarily see they have multiple children and a spouse and a bunch of animals and they're not wearing 17 hats. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, they have energy and room to be a little bit more active out in the world. Uh-huh. That combines with, there's also more of a tendency at that age to use alcohol or marijuana or some of these very buffering substances.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So I, I often see couples who got married young, you know, I'll try to get to the bottom of what was so different and, and why, they were so uninhibited early on in their marriage, well they were drinking a lot, or they were you know doing these things that really buffered anxiety or overstimulation i mean there's also unhealthy things obviously that come with making that a habit but but then they move into this new stage of life and they start to become um, diversify their role. They to become parents and an employee and uh, maybe are taking care of like elderly parents or siblings, or they're doing all these things. And suddenly, it gets to be eight nine p.m. and you can't stand any extra sounds anymore, and you don't want to socialize every other night. <laughs> um, and you and you start to feel like, what's wrong with me? I'm less social, or I have less energy. But it's so normal, and I wish that was like our education, maybe emotional education, going into adulthood. That hey, a lot of you are gonna hit a space where you're gonna feel a little less extroverted
1: than normal.
0: Mm-hmm. That kind well, of you make- mostly just described my life. So <laughs> okay. that, thanks for thanks for that free counseling session. Thanks for outing her. What should you happen are. in my life? uh yeah but it's like seven ish seven to eight p.m that really works for me to start shutting down Mm -hmm. nine p.m it's like no I love that I think that's very true and it's kind of that nature versus nurture debate too like you are who you are biologically but then your experiences are going to have an impact on your behaviors as well in all areas of biology so that's awesome so Dr. Kalen you actually just this week gave a talk at our my school's beginning of the year PD to the whole district and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I texted Mitzi right away. Guess who's talking?" And of course she knew. Why didn't why didn't you tell me, Mitzi that Dr. Oh, Kalen was I just wanted to surprise you? <laughs> I wanted to be a big surprise. Um and so you talked about self-care and the enneagram and the spoon theory which we actually talked about in last week's episode. I was very excited about that. And it was Awesome. Awesome talk. But okay. So this, you said this quote, and I immediately like threw open my planner and wrote down the quote. So I would remember to ask you more about it, like a real nerd. Here's the quote. The world is set up for extroverts with no trauma. And so could you explain that a little bit? I think, Mitz, isn't there a book you, I think I might've actually read it too. What remind me? The,
1: The book quiet. Oh, and Mitzi, it, Dr. Kalen is holding that book up right now. Oh, So, yeah.
0: I did read that book. It is a good one. So, in, in Mitz, the book, I don't remember, it's been a long time. It talks about
1: this, yes? It does. It talks about this very thing. And it talks about how really the introverts should be ruling the world instead of the uh, big mouth, obnoxious. I say that because I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Extrovert. It, the author is Susan Kane. And Mitzi, you might. Dr. Kalen, you might talk about it a little bit with.
0: Yeah. So Dr. Kalen, explain that quote that you used in the, in the talk, the world is set up for extroverts with no trauma.
2: So when the reason I added the trauma piece too, is because when we have trauma and I don't just mean, you know, accidentally walking up on a murder like Batman or something, but we can have like what they call the small T traumas. So financial insecurity, chronically bankruptcy, divorce, um, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that sucks our energy. It sucks our internal energy. It's a lot of stimulation to grieve and, and to maintain change. And so we don't have a lot of maybe energy or tolerance for a lot of outside stuff. And being an extrovert they have so much energy for that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at our world today, you know, kids or adults who are who are quieter, their voice does not get heard, mm-hmm. right? They don't make friends as easily. They're often overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's not valued like it used to be. And so, bringing up the book, so I've had this book for a long time and I finally Um, had a reason to open it or Mm -hmm. a push to kind of open it. And so I'm going to just read this to you, but it does, it talks about, I'm only on chapter one, so I'm not going to talk much about it, but it talks all about the history of, of as a country of what culture values, and then how that shifted with industrialization, like like the Model T Ford, you know, mm-hmm. and when we started inventing things that we had to sell like indoor plumbing or so like the rise of Sears Roebuck and and all of those interesting things. I had never considered that before in my life. So here's what here's what she says. The earlier guides emphasized attributes that anyone could work on improving, described by words like citizenship, duty, work, golden deeds, honor, reputation, morals, manners, integrity, but the new guide celebrated qualities that were, no matter how easy Dale Carnegie made it sound, trickier to acquire. Either you embodied these qualities or you didn't. Magnetic, fascinating, stunning, attractive, glowing, dominant, forceful, energetic. And then it talks about how during that, during that shift, we became obsessed with movie stars. So, and it makes sense because people went from, you know, sort of quietly going about their family businesses or quietly inventing things to needing people to get out in the world and sell those things and convince other people that they needed those things. And all of a sudden, you know, we needed extroverts to kind of, take over that piece. But as a culture today, it's like, we never really balanced it back out because both are so necessary. Mm -hmm. I, I shared, I shared in that talk that, so at, at the middle school, they give out awards and they, the awards are, I don't remember if they're, what exactly they're called, but as the teachers described them, they were essentially awards that you know, oh, these kids were always smiling. These kids were always talking to staff. These kids were always engaging. They were in a lot of stuff. And I the entire time, you know, I'm biased, so I, I looked at my own couple of middle schoolers and went, they work so hard, but they they can't do that. Yeah. they're They don't have the extrovert privilege. Mm-hmm. to even be in the running, but they don't know that. So they just feel rejected because they haven't
0: mm-hmm.
2: worked hard or they haven't mm-hmm. earned something. So yeah. there were no awards. I mean, there was an, there was an academic award, right. But they got like 50 kids up to all stand together and then sat them down. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't an award, an award that said, you know, so-and-so looked like they were sitting sadly in the corner all year, but actually were working really hard and, and seemed yeah. like they were doing random acts of kindness and golden deeds. Mm-hmm. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. and it makes sense though, because we can't see those internal traits. Mm-hmm. Extroverts have more of a tendency to have behavior that we can see. So it, I mean, it does make sense.
1: You know, I just, want to add this. One of the stories I remember that Susan Kane told, um, she herself is an introvert and she told about going to uh, a church with a male friend of hers and they drove up. At, I'm saying this because a lot of churches have gone this way they're loud and they're great for extroverts because so they pull up and they get out of the car and there's people that are greeting them and they're saying hey welcome we love you and then you walk in and there's this big coffee bar and there's people saying hey is this your first time and then you go in the church and then uh, after the first song you're supposed to greet your neighbors and all this and this woman this author was like oh my gosh I want to sit in the dark and be quietly contemplative, and speak to my God, and I don't want all these bombs coming at me, and it was just like, oh, I had never thought of that, because there is a tendency for a lot of churches to go that way, because it's very outreachy, and it shows caring, but it doesn't work for everybody.
0: Hmm. That's interesting, and, and it makes obviously it makes me think of my classroom and like how it it is harder to see the introverts in the in the classroom, <laughs> or maybe not see them, but like get to know them. Extroverts are easy because they're coming up to your desk and telling you about their day, and those are the people who kind of suck your time. So yeah, what what I can do to really reach the introverts and set up a class that's comfortable for them. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's good information. This is good. good. This- good information.
2: I think that this woman is brilliant that came up with all of this research and ideas. And I think it's good for parents to know too, because I mean, I think it's our job as parents to see our kids individually, like as teachers, how do you really get to know 30 new kids every hour, every year? Um, But as parents, we can kind of go, "This this is how my kid is. How do I A, teach them about it, give them that information about who they are and why they're wired that way and all of that stuff. And then what work do they need to do? You know, because I've counseled kids who need to be quieter. I've counseled kids who need to be louder, say more stuff. It's not that people don't like you. It's that you look like you're sad in the corner. And so they feel like you don't want to be with them. What message are you giving with your body language And what's your actual intention and and how do you communicate that? So it's a lot of work for everybody.
1: Maybe one more piece to that is if you have a child, if you're a parent, if you have a child who is an introvert, affirm that. Say, you are awesome. Introverts Mm -hmm. um, are thoughtful. They're smart. They're wise. They take time to think through their decisions. So if you're an introvert, be awesome about it.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that. That's a great idea.
1: So Mitzi, is there anything else about extroversion, introversion that you're on fire to share with us before we close out today?
2: Yes, there is one more thing. And it is from this therapist that I brought up recently. So she actually created, and I can, I can email this to you guys, but she actually created a table. So I'm going to like take two minutes and just go through like a couple examples. So it's, Given those four areas, extrovert, introvert, shy, outgoing, she came up with a table with examples to give you, are you an outgoing extrovert, a shy extrovert, an outgoing introvert, or a shy introvert? And I just love how she explains oh things. So remember, it's fear and stimulation that she's that she's mm-hmm. talking about. So if you are at a party, are you saying... This is so much fun, I feel so energized, I can't wait to talk to everyone. And that would be an outgoing extrovert. A shy extrovert, so fear of judgment, but, a, but needs a lot of stimulation. I love being around all these people, but I'm scared to talk to them. Then we have the outgoing, ex, the outgoing introvert. I really enjoy talking and getting to know people one-on-one. The whole crowd scene is a bit overwhelming though. So no fear of other people's judgment, but gets overwhelmed by too much stimulation. And then the shy introvert who fears other people's judgment and also gets overstimulated. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just go home. It's exhausting being around all these people and I'm too nervous to talk to anyone. So there's some different scenarios. She runs through like when the phone rings in a meeting at work, different things like that. But I just thought that it was fantastic how those are split up into four areas. It just helps me
0: understand it so much better. I, I'll, um, if you send it to me, I'll link it in the show notes so that okay. people can, can look at that chart. That sounds awesome. That's, okay. That's really cool.
1: Kelsey's always talking about show notes and I pretend like I understand that whole thing, but <laughs>
0: someday I'll show you the show notes.
1: Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so I wish we could talk for hours, but uh, we all have other stuff to do. When we do have a guest on the show, we like to close by asking them, what makes you happy? So, Dr. Kalen, what makes you happy right now? Well, it makes me really happy to talk about this stuff,
2: which makes me really also nerdy. <laughs> and I'm also super happy. I must be an outgoing introvert because I'm super happy talking about this stuff and like sharing with you guys and seeing you guys and, and getting to know you. And then I'm also super happy about looking forward to watching my Netflix show.
0: (laughs) What show, what shows on the docket right now?
2: Oh my gosh. I have a few. Okay. So Indian matchmaking is amazing.
1: I've heard about that.
2: Love on the spectrum is really good. It's about a, it's a dating show. I don't know. We're really into matchmaking shows. Uh, Love is blind where they don't meet each other until they get to the
0: altar. Oh no, (laughs) we are derailing.
2: We are derailing and Lucifer. I love
0: that show. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I don't know if we're in the same genre, but... <laughs> Wait, what are yours real quick? Well, I I don't watch much TV. This summer I watched Blacklist, which is like a Ooh. figuring out kind of show, crime, that <laughs> sort of thing. That's probably my ideal. But like some of my... Like I love Parenthood or This Is Us. Like these feel good, like dramas are... Right up my alley. So,
1: very nice. I love that. Wait, I need to say this because Mitzi, I will, uh, or Dr. Kalen, I remember you telling me this. You were, uh, we were talking about what, when a person is having some stress in their day, how can they get through the day until the evening or how can they get through that hard thing? And you said, um, imagine something that you really like doing at the end of the day and think on that while you're going through your stress and know that you're going to get to that. And at the time it was when I'm safely in bed and I'm watching one of my Netflix shows. And so I actually do that when something's stressful, I think, okay, this isn't going to last forever. It's going to last until maybe five o'clock and then I'll have my wind down and Dave and I will hang out and then I'll watch my Netflix show. So thank you for that.
2: Oh, I do the same thing. I love that. That's awesome.
0: Well, Dr. Kalen, thank you so much for chatting with us today. You're awesome. This has been very informative about myself and I think just introverts and extroverts in general. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners check out more about Dr. Kalen in the show notes or over on Instagram. We are the unlikely mentors. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the show and we hope you have an awesome week. Thanks for being here, Dr. Kalen. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening.